yo. All right. We're here. Are you back in the closet? Yeah. You said two more weeks. Yes. Two more weeks, not one more week. Okay. Yep. There's a certain, uh, it's a certain sound when you're in the closet. Like, um, it's not like wind. It's not like wind blowing through trees at all. It's the opposite of that. It's like uh, wind being sucked through trees. Yeah. Yes. And you're only getting it once it comes out the other side. Whatever's right. left, you know, right. you're getting whatever's left. Right. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's not what that happens? it sounds bad necessarily, but there's also like, this is the, here's the other thing too, though. You're using your Yeti, right? Yes. And you're not using the external recorder. Right. And, you know, there is, the, and we talked about links in a chain, you know, each, you're only as strong as your weakest link. And part of the beauty of using that external recorder is that it has built-in limiting and compression on right, it. Right, right. And which your Yeti does not. Yeah. And I hear Skype you. does not. And it just it not only keeps things from peeking out, you know, and like just kind of leveling the whole audio file out, but it also gives it a little more punch too. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. So. Well, we'll have to make do. No, it's this fine. App, it, but it's next not a deal step, breaker, you know. We'll be back in business. Yeah, but I just I couldn't because I was on the spot, and it's like, well, no, there is a difference though, and it's not just this or it's not just that. There's other things. That was one of right. the two of the other things, I guess. Right, right. Anyway, who cares? They're here for the content, man. Yeah, they're not here to be like, wow, that that was really excellent. Uh, Love the compression Limiting on Brad's voice. Compression. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like uh It's so lovely. I just I don't even care what they're saying. I'm just gonna Phil listen Collins to Phil Collins drum set in the eighties. Sounds like his fucking yeah. snare drum. Now there might be people that might think that. I think that. I'm one of them actually. Because like I don't think that personally with audio, but like I do think that with like photos. I'm guilty yes. of that. And I don't think it's a good thing, but I'm Why? just like the way because and, and I think a lot of time it's just like kind of random. It's just like oh, the way the red, the way this hue of red, and the way the gradations of it just ended up rendered in this photo is just so exquisite. I just love it. I'm gonna stare at it. Well, you know, I mean, never mind that it's you know some some photo of who knows what, right? Some amazing moment or you know even just some plain thing. It's just like oh, I like this because you know. The, the the creamy paper that they used is so nice, so pleasing to me. Is this That's why these are American my Psycho. Photos. Is this an American Psycho <laughs> reference? Uh, it's not actually. But <laughs> does he get into the creamy paper? Oh, I guess he does. Oh my the, god! Uh, but the business yeah, 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 cards. The business cards, right? Right. Yes. No. It is. It is like he got that. the bone. He got the bone. Whatever. It's very <laughs> much like those business cards. Yeah. It totally is. It really is. Shit. But my point is, what form has function? Who can? There's nothing. What is art? It's it's in the eye of the beholder, man. Yeah. Like who's to judge you because you like the way a certain red tickles your fancy? That's all that has to happen sometimes. 
and this like film look at film why do we love lynch movies so much i mean there's there's reasons but one of the main reasons is what it's mood-based cinema now what is that a lot of it is the way it looks yeah and, and that could be garish in inland empire even though i mm-hmm. wouldn't recommend that as an aesthetic all the time or it could be uh faded grays and deep inky blacks like in eraser head or elephant man or it could be you know vibrant those reds you're talking about blue velvet right right yeah shit yeah blue velvet man those roses tulips whatever they are and the green grass blue skies white picket fence gorgeous shit and about, you know it could be an hour and a half of that i'd still watch it so so speaking of movies do we want to get into this business of the the shelter sure or maybe not i don't know i'm not sure what there is to say per se but you what? put it on my radar did you watch it i did watch it yeah i mean it was a good film i thought it was really interesting i did not stop watching it put it that way yeah yeah no i i thought it was it was very good so this is the for the listener this is the 2011 film take shelter starring michael shannon and jessica chastain it was from 2011 i believe so yeah wow i better double check that year just to make sure but wow uh i just i assume yeah 2011 huh it's 10 years old jeez yeah and in addition to uh shannon and chastain it has the guy from fast and the furious who's always in there for like a tiny bit i guess he had a bigger part in like the second movie but that's like the one fast and furious i haven't seen but he just shows up in the others as like a he's like the government agent that gets punched in the nose all the time now they put like a weird prosthetic like crooked nose on him he had that in like the most recent film i cannot picture this fella his name is shay wiggum i just had to look him up that's his actual name yeah that's his actual name he portrayed elias eli thompson in the drama series boardwalk empire he also appeared in the first season of true detective the third season of fargo and joker he I feel like I should know this guy. Agent Michael Stasiak in the Fast and the Furious, Fast and the Furious Six and F Nine. So he was in the first movie, not the second. He's Ooh. all over the place, man. Who? Who? I feel like I've seen the first season of True Detective, but I don't remember who he was in it. I can't. Picture I believe his face, I also so. saw the third season of Fargo. That's that was the what? one that Ugh. we we watched. That's the only one I watched, the one you told me I had to watch, right? Yes, you had yeah, to watch yeah, yeah. it for a very specific scene. Like, right. I wanted you to watch all three seasons of Fargo just so you could arrive at that scene. Right. I mean, that scene was amazing, and that was worth watching it, but also, like, that season just overall was fucking amazing. Yes. It was some of the yes. best fucking television ever. Yes. Like, it was up there in that, like, True Detective Season 1 yeah. level. I mean, very right. different than True Detective Season 1. Very different, but... Yeah, not the same, yeah. But, but, but just like, just like I can't quality. believe they put this together so well. Yep. The Wire, Breaking, it's up there. It's right up there. So, so fucking good. <sighs> 
I hope there's another season of that. I haven't heard. Everything's kind of um, really Well, there was right a now. fourth season already came out. Wait, there was? Yeah, with Chris oh, Rock. Oh, fuck. That's right. Because I don't watch it live. I have to wait till it shows right. up on wherever. Yeah, Amazon it, or something. Yeah. It seems very, um, what was that? I don't know. Just lo- seeing like the, the brief commercials for it, I was like, okay, they're doing kind of a Miller's Crossing thing. Kind of yeah, maybe. that's what it seemed like, huh? Yeah, at least like aesthetically, the setting. Right. Anyway, what? Shay Wiggum takes shelter. Yes. I don't. Yeah, I don't really care about spoilers. First of all, the movie's ten years old, so yeah, I feel like we can discuss it at will. Yeah, let's discuss it at will. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. So Shay Wiggum in Fargo was the cop. He was, I think, the dickhead cop who was the boss of the female police officer who was kind of the main police officer in the season. Right, right. That's who he was, I believe. Anyway. Okay. We shall continue. Take shelter. Take it. No, you take, take it, shelter. man. You, you, I mean, I teed it up, but I teed it up for you to take it. It's, uh, well, I don't know. It's a movie where not a lot happens, and then here and there some really weird shit happens. And then at the end, you're like, oh, fuck, basically. Were you like, so, okay, so this movie, right, there's a guy who starts having weird dreams that are kind of affecting his sanity. Like the things that happen in reality kind of affect him in the real world. And he starts building this storm shelter because he's so convinced this deadly storm is coming. He had the storm shelter, but he's going to expand it yeah. and make it way he bigger. He starts cleaning it up, making it bigger, you know, yeah, making it bigger, making it, you know, filling it with canned goods and gas masks and supplies and bedrooms and stuff like He's a construction worker. He doesn't make a ton of money. Um, and he, like, doesn't consult the wife. He's got a little kid. Yeah. And now he's spending, like, most of their resources <laughs> on upgrading this storm shelter. Like, he got a... Uh, one of those, what are they called? The um, containers, like on a container ship. Yes. Isn't that what? It, well, yeah. And then yeah, add that buried. And that was the expansion. That was the add-on. Put another yeah. wing on. Yes. And you know, through the whole time, he's slowly ruining his family by doing this. <laughs> right. Right. His daughter is deaf, and they're like struggling trying to get her like a cochlear implant surgery. And they finally manage to put it all together. But because he's doing all this shit, and he's like kind of what I'll uh, call borrowing the construction equipment from his job. He ends right. up getting fired. Right. Like, you know, he spends all this money he doesn't have to build this also, you know, takes out, you know, loans and stuff that he can't pay back. Like, yeah. Not it's to not mention, good. he already had a storm shelter there. Like, holy right. shit, tornado's coming. Run out to the thing, close the door, wait it out for a couple of minutes. You're good. Yeah. Even if you got to wait a couple of hours, fine. No problem. You could wait a couple of days even down in there. You know, it's big enough just to sit there till yeah. everything's cool. But he's making it like they're going to have to be down there for months if not right. years or some shit. Right. It's gonna, like it's going to be some biblical proportion like apocalypse. And it's like, okay, bro, but, you know. Yeah. Like, wouldn't you like your daughter to have hearing? So here's my question for you as a, as, as a viewer of this movie. Uh-huh. Did you ever think maybe he's right? 
Were you watching the movie thinking, well, maybe it of turns course. out he's right this of whole course. time? Of course. Are they going to do a twist on us? I wanted him to be right. And it's like they do run out there, you know, and it's like they get yeah. in there. And it's like, oh, maybe it is all for shit out there now. You don't want to open the door. How are you supposed to find? No. I, I, w- I wasn't sure he was right, but I wanted him to be right. Right. I kept wondering if he was right also, but I was wondering if the movie... We weren't supposed to think that. Right. Like, it I wasn't we... designed to be like, is he right or is it? It's like, no, this guy is crazy. He's having some kind of mental breakdown, mental illness. We're never not... supposed to think that he might be right, but maybe we were. And I wasn't I... sure if we were supposed to think that gotcha. or not, what the intention was. And that was kind of fucking with me, too. That Yeah, okay. No, I, I get what you're saying. Um, I really don't try to figure movies out while I'm watching them, at least not the first time. It's not intentional. I just get swept yeah. up in the. No, in the I'm with film. you on that big time too. That that is my whole thing. Like, like so my many times, it's like, oh yeah, I knew, or they'll blurt it out or something. Like, oh, they're trying to, you know, because we're watching all these movies. I've seen them before, so it's okay if Jules, my daughter, you might know her, mm-hmm. like blurts something out or tries to figure out, like, oh, he's the killer, or no, they want us to think, and it's like, geez, I just don't do that. I mean, I definitely... So, on some level, I'll do that, right? Like, especially if it's a movie that... If it's you know, supposed has an element to be that of way. mystery, or you're supposed to be like, right. oh, is he really the right. bad guy or not? If, I'm like, if oh. If that's the thing, yeah. Is that happening? But I definitely don't, like, watch a movie and, um, you know, like, there's lots of people who are like, oh, well, I knew that was going to happen. And I'm just like, I mean, how, did you really know that? Like, that wasn't even a thing that was supposed to be, like... Right, like usual suspects. You're not, you're not supposed yeah. to figure Kevin Spacey is Kaiser Sose. Right. It's exactly. supposed to be a surprise. You're not going trying to figure out who he is. You just figure he's just some mystery person. Might as well be an urban legend, doesn't it? Whatever. It's not the even the main point. So to be like, oh, it's him. I'll be like, well, okay. You're not even supposed to be thinking about that. But I think in Take Shelter, we are supposed to be like, and the movie's intentional about it. Is this guy nuts or is he right? Right. I think we were supposed to be. And does it matter if we were supposed to or not? I don't know if it does. That's a great question, right? <laughs> you put these things out. Like, you know, I think as an artist, on some level, if you have a certain intention, but the audience doesn't know what your intention was, there's a mismatch between how they yeah. perceive your art and your intention. Like, maybe that is bad. Like, Maybe. I just made something like so an extreme example would be like I just made what I think is one of the most profound sad shocking movies about you know man's inhumanity to man but everyone laughs at it and they're like that's the funniest movie I ever saw like maybe that's a problem right I don't it's know kind of like an Ed Wood or Tommy Wiseau yeah situation. or even maybe it doesn't even happen they don't think it's funny because it's bad they just think oh that was a comedy right they just think oh that was a funny joke that happened hmm. and you're like no right or, or whatever right you know like maybe that example isn't great because it does veer into that like Tommy was so Edward territory but you know it's just like here's the things we have right and and so that was something in this one um, you know this one class I took this one photography class it was like you know what are your intentions and it wasn't even so much saying your intention has to be clear. It was just like, does your intention match with how 
the viewer sees what you're doing. And does it matter? Right. <laughs> I hope it, it, was the follow up. It, it wasn't even a question of does it matter. And I was just like, you know, let's see, right? And if you have a certain intention and your thing doesn't achieve that attention, intention, maybe, you know, maybe you're doing something wrong, right? Maybe you are, but maybe it, again, it doesn't matter because what if the people enjoying your art are getting all of the benefit of it, you know? It's like bringing mm-hmm. them joy, bringing them laughter, lifting up their spirits. And you're like, no, this is supposed to be depressing. Who cares? Like, it's right. affecting people. Right. So I would say, now, if your intention is whether, oh, this is supposed to be depressing, or hey, this is supposed to be uplifting, and like, there's just no reaction, and you don't affect people right. at all, now that would be a mismatch I'd be concerned with. Maybe. Yeah. And I think with movies, maybe it's not as important in photographs because movies are obviously most films, unless you're dealing with a certain type of like, you know, um, you know, maybe abstract film or, you know, something that might be more impressionistic. Like most films Empire, are pretty. Are six pretty, hours of the Empire State yes, Building. Most films are pretty literal, right? Yeah. It's like. It's a guy, it's a group of people that are street racers and they're going to steal a bunch of DVD VHS player combo machines to sell them on the black market. And <laughs> this guy is a, one of the people's actually a copy. Like, you know, it's very literal. It's not like, oh, I think this is, you know, a film about the impermanence of man's mental state or something. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I it, just watched 25 minutes of swirly colors, like blow past the front of the lens intercut with half second shots of a man's face shaking back and forth. Yeah. And what does that, it mean? Yeah. And I think that kind of stuff, obviously the is great though. Creator of it though, is like, he wants you to kind of add yeah. your own thing to it. Right? Sure. Sure. Um, so his intentions think, match the reaction. And I think a lot of photography is more like the swirly color thing in the sense that it's not literal. It's a single still frame that you have to kind of impose your own meaning on by definition. Yeah, even more so. Yeah, way more so than film. It's much more like a uh, um, um, a poem or something, right? I mean, would you make a slight exception for like landscape photography or no? Yeah, maybe. Maybe, maybe not, right? Like, look at an Ansel Adams, especially his early stuff where he's shooting, sure, the sweeping vistas and buttes and shit, but then there in the foreground, there's a frozen pond and there's ice skaters going going around decked out in their, you know, the fancy pants garb of the era, and it's contrasting the, the humanity against the backdrop of unforgiving, unchanging nature. Yeah. Or it's like, no, man, it's just a postcard for this resort. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think landscape is a great question because I think landscape usually doesn't have a lot of hidden meaning. It's just like, this is, I've got an amazing capture of some beautiful vista. Yeah. And I use some sort of technical, uh, you know, you know, some sort of technical perfection or deep technical skill to get it all to render great, you know, Mm -hmm. to make it look so beautiful to capture it. You know, and maybe I'm really, I'm probably really cutting landscape photographers, you know, uh, you know, cutting them, giving them short 
Short shrift. Short shrift. That's tr- yeah. I was trying to avoid saying that, but yeah, yeah you know, I, like maybe it's it just something you. I haven't really explored or thought about that deeply. But yeah, but I don't yeah. think you're giving them short shrift because, like, like you said, that technical acumen is like, like, okay, sure, you can snap a photo of a Buddhist monk lighting himself on fire, and like, it doesn't really matter if it's a little blurry or if it's not right. Fr- framed right, you know. Because it's mm-hmm. like, holy fuck, you had the presence of mind to snap that photo right when he lit himself on fire. All right. But that's a different skill than this, like, super deep focus of right. Monument Valley or something. Right. Right. And, and even that is like, or worse, on but. some level, a pure news documentation. It's like, oh, here's a picture of something that happened. Like, this guy lit himself on fire. Right. Now... At the same time, there is a lot of technical work that goes into that because you've got to be sure. able to snap that, yes. have it framed decently and um, you know exposed properly and everything else, and you just right. have like a split second to really do it, you know? Yeah. Yep. So that's a, a no kind doubt. of a different no game. Um, but at the same time, like, you know, you get a picture that's like a guy sitting on his uh, roof with his model airplanes or whatever, right? It's just like, okay, <laughs> so what is this about? You know, it's one half documentation, one half there's something else being said. Yeah. Anyway, how do we get on this? I don't know. Well, Quite, take shelter, intentionality. Take shelter and the intention, yeah. Right. So I, I, I kind of felt like, no, I guess you're right. Uh, through the whole time, I was like, I guess I was thinking, is it going to turn out that he's somehow right? But I was like, I don't think the movie is giving us an option to really think that, but I'm still really wondering it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. The whole time. I'm like, he's not, he's just going crazy. Yeah. You well, know? they give the whole thing away in a way when they point out, you know, partway through, oh, his mom has serious mental health issues and has to be institutionalized. Okay, but, but. So it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. They're they just didn't give there. it away. <laughs> That was just another red herring. Yeah, could be. Could be that his mother also wasn't, you know, had some, like, cosmic antenna and was tuned into something. Right. He She right. passed it on to him. I will say the end of the movie, though, so I'm saying all this, <laughs> but the very end, the last shot. Yeah, it's like, no. I don't no. fully get. So, like, in the okay. beginning, the first thing we see in this movie... <laughs> We don't realize it, but it's him having a dream, mm-hmm. one of these dreams, yeah. and it starts to rain, but it's like this weird yellow gelatinous water or something. So fucking gross. Yeah, I don't it's know. It's falling on him. I don't know what it is. I don't know I either. think later he described it that said it was like gasoline. It was like it was raining gasoline right, or something. Right, And And then in the very end, so, you know, he gets the help he needs they start their family starts to heal or whatever mm-hmm. and they go on their vacation they to gotta get away from all of this you know yeah well and that was a running thing through the whole thing she wanted to you know she's like saving money in a jar so they can go to their you know go on a beach vacation they get there like you know one week a year they go to the beach right it's their great thing right you know just and, reset um, you gotta reset the yeah. whole vibe so they they go out the very end, you know, it's like, okay, we're kind of trying to rebuild, become a happy family again. He's getting the help he needs. He realizes he needs the help. They're at the beach. And he's not but, hating it. 
No. Because you'd expect him, you know, to be like, he'll go, but he won't like it sort of right. thing. But it's like, no, he's he's really enjoying it. Yeah. He's come around. He's embracing the good things in life. Yes. Sandcastles with his daughter, you know? But nice. then it there's a storm brewing out on the ocean. And I kind of get it. It's like, oh, it's a storm. Is it going right. to trigger him or something, right? Yes. But it's just like, kind of like... He's kind of like, okay, it's a storm. I'm going to bring my daughter in. We're there. Right. No big deal. But like, it starts raining and it's raining that gasoline onto the wife's hand. (laughs) She looks at her hand and it's that same gasoline thing. (sighs) I forgot about that. I forgot about that too. Or is it just like a weird way that they render raindrops on hands in this movie? So you can see it. So you can see it or something. Like, I I I think it was, it was a little too much for that. Like, they would have just dyed it a little bit blue or something. Yeah. It, so there's something that I don't, I don't know what that is. Let's for, move on from that for now. Is, is it? Okay. Because we can't figure that out. I don't think. Well, maybe it's just symbolizing that she can also, like, relate to him somehow or can get into his headspace. I don't know. Hmm. Is it a symbolic ending? Or, or is it, or again, it, is it It's the just thing- like, fuck, you were right all along sort of thing yeah 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 that's what you just said pretty much <laughs> but then she sees it it's on her hands it's like oh shit i've been a fool i've been the fool because what <laughs> you look out at the horizon and what i don't know and what well is it isn't there a fucking tsunami coming at them no is there i I th- I'm not sure. I'm I have I to go back. So. Let's see. Here's the issue with this film now. You watch it like, on your phone. Yeah. No? <laughs> you want me to bring it up right now? No. I'm saying, I thought you were saying, here's the issue. I watched it on my phone, so I couldn't no, tell no, if there no, was No, 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 no. I watched okay. it on my... On your big boy. Big, big, boys. big boy TV. Okay. Big boy TV. I didn't notice a tsunami. I mean, there was a, like, storm out there. Like, it looked like, you know, like the huge, circular, dark terrible like a hurricane or something but i swear that you know case go get her type of thing was happening out there on the horizon but i couldn't be sure well jesus and then because it just cuts then to black it's just done yeah i think i just jettisoned that from my from the movie maybe that's bad uh reflects poorly on the director i don't know i'm just like i'm just yeah whatever i made my case my my uh case that it's a uh you know my piece that it's just yeah he he was he's it's just a, this is a movie that takes place in the normal world where he's crazy but what about the storm and i hate Why to say crazy to... he has mental right. health issues excuse yes. me that was a very poor choice of words he has health problems yes <laughs> um, but why would what's how do you account for the entire build-up of the movie Ch- change geographical locations go to the beach so there's definitely like something's gonna happen now and the something is i see a storm out on the ocean cut to black well i think the thing is it's symbolic that um you know well one that he doesn't go you know it doesn't trigger him into relapse how do you know it cuts to black but it also shows that there is a um you know it's going to be a struggle right these storms are on the horizon of his mind that's fine but what about the literal though 
This Literally, it was just the storm at the beach, like you get sometimes. With the yellow gasoline rate gasoline rain i i lied we are gonna have to talk about the gasoline rain a little bit more yeah i mean i just don't know and like gasoline somehow i know like there is sort of like that more viscous sort of like petroleum you know it's halfway between like whatever petroleum and refined gasoline you know where it's Mm -hmm. like i don't know how i even am aware of what this is or where i would have seen it or felt it or whatever do you know what i'm talking about and it does kind of look like this it's like it's there's been something added or it hasn't been fully distilled or whatever right and it's just thick not jelly like between a jelly and gasoline so if you added like you're making napalm it's almost like napalm i guess Okay. Like yeah. add some oh, frozen orange juice concentrate and gasoline, maybe with a little liquid detergent, light it on fire, throw it at things. I haven't, I'm not advocating that anyone should do that. I've ne- certainly never done it, but something more like that. Well, let's put it this way. It's definitely fucked up. It's not just rain. Right. Which is why that's mm-hmm. not just a storm on the horizon. Something weird ass was going on. And maybe that first rainstorm in the beginning when he's having his dream was like not so much a rainstorm, but a flood or the beginnings of a flood. (sighs) I don't know. I I think it's important. I'm going to choose what I already said, that it's all kind of metaphorical and it somehow represents the, the wife and the husband somehow coming together or something like sharing in the same thing what about the floating furniture man well that was a dream i know but it's floating why is it floating maybe because it's underwater well so that's what this move oh i see it's underwater yeah i don't know i mean the film does a great job these nightmare sequences throughout the film are really and then you're well not sure done. sometimes if it is yeah. or it isn't. Yeah, half the time you're like, oh, wait, this is a dream. And it's like, oh, no, it's not. This is really <laughs> happening, shit. <laughs> right. And like, yeah, but like, yeah, the, the the nightmare sequences, like the people banging on the doors and smashing the car windows and they have the furniture floating. Like, they're all really great little slices of... Uh, Heaven. Little slices of <laughs> cinem- cinemagraphic uh, spookery. Good. I was really hoping you could land it. <laughs> I, I managed to land it. Um, Spookery. Very yeah. good. Yes. Uh, I mean, the acting, the performances by Michael Shannon were amazing also. <sighs> yeah. <sighs> I mean, there's a scene where it is, um, you know, it's kind of where things are really rising to the fever pitch toward the end. Where... They're at some kind of like community so terrible event, and he ends up just like <laughs> in a fight with someone, and then like screaming at everyone about how there's a storm coming, <laughs> and everyone is just kind of scared of him. But yeah, amazing performance. Also, so really well done the way they edited it all together. Like yeah, yeah, amazing. Uh, yes, very definitely, definitely a. Uh, I'd call it a recommendation. I would recommend the film, sure. 
But we really got to know now, because now I think I'm the crazy one. Was there, I mean, who wants to watch it now? We've already spoiled it. But, well, maybe not, since who the fuck can know? I don't even know if there was a tsunami coming at the end or not. Yeah. Well, I think in talking about this, so what I said before, I kind of jettisoned that little end. And now I've put it back into the fabric. And I'm like, yes, something is going on there. Whether there's a tsunami or not, there's definitely the weird, gross rain, cataclysmic storm, just like he's been worried about, is coming. So, like, what does it all mean? Don't know. But they definitely gave us one of those weird little endings. I yes, feel like... ambiguous. Somewhere. So you mentioned American Psycho before, and I think that's another <laughs> yeah. film to mention in this context. Because I feel American Psycho is... Shit, yeah. So watching that film, right, and if you... You know, look up American Psycho online. Everyone talks about it like, oh, he had like a split personality because there was the two names. He was really this guy and this guy. Right. But that but then you you read about what is in the book and what the directors say, like, that's not the case at all. Right. It's actually much more fucking interesting. Right. But I think no one gets it. And again, I feel it's almost part of the filmmakers that they didn't make it as like there's an obvious explanation for all of this in a way um for all of this you're you're talking about american psycho yes which is that you know the idea being okay you have all these guys right patrick bateman chris christian bale's character and you know jared lee you know all the people in the boardroom with their business cards they all just look the fucking same the idea is no one like, it's a movie about your identity getting consumed and the fact that there's all this stuff like, oh, this guy? No, I had I had lunch with him in France. Like, he right. can't be dead. All through the whole thing. The whole thing is, like, no one can tell each other apart. Right. That's what it all means. Yep, exactly. It's like the Pink Floyd song, Dogs. You know, and yeah. you spend your life in, like, business obscurity. You know, chasing a buck here and there, put on the mm-hmm. suit, you slick your hair back, carry your briefcase, you get your business card, you go in there every day. You're all a bunch of, like, young to middle-aged white males, youngish, 30s, 30-ish white males, and, like, you're just fucking interchangeable. Yeah, and ultimately, the American, the titular American psycho, he goes on this murderous rampage... It's his weird reaction to try to, like, get out of it. Or maybe he is, you know, he's a psychopath stuck in this world. Whatever. He does these horrible acts and kills people. He's a serial killer, in essence. Yes. But even then, like, he can't break (laughs) free. Like, the police can't arrest them because they can't tell who's doing it and who's not. You know, like, everyone (laughs) is just the same. Even going to that extreme, you're just stuck. Right. As this guy in a business suit, and you can't escape it even then. And that that is what happens at the end. It's not that, like, he becomes another person or some other alternate personality did it. Like, there's, that, that's not what's going on in the film. Definitely not. It's just uh, a movie about obscurity. Yeah. Just being obscure in a crowd. And, and, uh, and watching American Psycho for the first time, I did not get that, that that's what was happening. But then shortly after watching it, I looked up, like, what the hell really happened in that movie? What are people's theories? And then I read that, and I was like, holy shit, this is now one of my favorite movies of all time. That's insane. I don't think I was ever confused about that for some really? reason. 
it seems like lots of people are. Because when I looked up, what does it mean, you know, or you, you know, or I'll even come across things like one of these stupid listicles that's like, you know, 10 fucked up movies about a killer or whatever. And they'll say like, oh, a little guy named Patrick Bateman, who's also known as this guy, blah, 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 split. Like, I see that referenced a lot. Split personality or, you know, huh. something. And I'm always, and I'm like, I want to scream to the heavens. No, the movie's so much cooler than right. that. Right. If only you get it. But yes, I didn't get it either watching it. I was just kind of huh. confused about what was going on. Because on, cause here's the thing. I do have partial face blindness. <laughs> right. So to me, it was like, I can't, sometimes in movies, like unless they do a, like the wardrobe person does a good job or the, the casting director does a really good job. There'll be three, four, five people. I can't fucking tell any of them apart, you know? And so I have a hard time following right. the plot because I don't know who's good and who's bad. And it's not supposed to talk about intentionality. It's not one of the movies where it's like supposed to be that way where you're right. Not, it's clear. You're watching the, in it's essence like like, James Bond or something. Yes. You know? It's He's like, the this good is guy. the good guy. This is the bad guy. Right. right. And it's sometimes like Star Wars level morality. <laughs> Yes. And sometimes I'm not sure just because I can't tell them apart. And so in American Psycho, when they all look the same, pretty much. Right. It's like, I knew it. It's like, he, no, he doesn't have split personalities. It's just like, oh, this guy. Yeah, that's Bateman, I guess. Might be Bateman. Might not be Bateman. Who gives a fuck? They all look the same. And people just assume he's Bateman. Right. Right. Like, he kills the one guy. <laughs> yeah, he kills the And Leto. then the police officer who's kind of investigating it is like, well, it turns out he's not dead. Right. He's like, what? He's like, yeah. Turns out so-and-so just had lunch with them yesterday. He's like, listen, no, it's just that nobody can tell anybody apart. Yeah. <laughs> nobody, and nobody gives enough time or thought. Yeah, nobody no has any cares. empathy. Nobody yes, exactly. gives a No one shit. cares enough. No one even understands who the other person is they're talking to. Don't exactly. want to. They're not interested. They just want to make their money, buy a new car and have the bone whatever color business card. There, there's It's narcissism. It's just inward looking you can't you don't even see people as people right you barely exactly. see them at all they're just little little pieces in the puzzle that you got to move around at your discretion yeah yeah i don't i think i knew but i don't know i thought i knew that just because again it was hard to tell everyone apart but where did the fucking bodies go though that's that's the only thing where it's like Everything was cleaned up. The bodies were all gone. I mean, I can't remember all the ins and outs of the movie to really address that. Like, because he goes to like but, show show people, like, no, listen, I fucking killed them. I'll show you the bodies. They're in my closet, and like his apartment's all cleaned out. The closet's empty. It's spotless. There's no blood anywhere. Well, doesn't he put all that plastic down? Yeah, like, but it's all gone. Then, and he's like, "What the fuck? Where did it all go?" Yeah, I don't know. I'd have to again. I have to watch it again. That was the only thing where it's like, now hang on a second. Right. Well, even he's confused. Yeah, he's confused. Everyone's fucking. I'm confused. just saying. Then that yeah. like that does support that split personality argument where it's uh, you know Tyler Durden doing stuff, but Ed Norton doesn't realize it's him. Right. Which I don't like that. I wish it wasn't. I hope it's not that. Yeah, I, I just choose to believe it's not that. Me too. I have too. had a hankering for a couple of years to rewatch that movie. One day I'll do it. 
I Here's, can report back. Yes, I keep I keep tinkering with the notion as well. Um, the thing about Take Shelter, I do have one more thing to say, I yes. forgot, is like, do you ever see The Gray, Liam Neeson? Yes, I did see The Gray, yes. All right, so The Gray, fuck, the plane goes down in, what, Alaska or somewhere, wolves, this wolf country, you know, careful. Yes. They're going to get us. And then, okay, now it's a movie about... We're in the wolves' territory. we got to get out of their territory because otherwise they're going to chase us and attack us and kill us until we're all dead. They mm-hmm. want us out. So Liam Neeson's Mr. Wolf Expert is, like, trying to guide them all away and get them out of wolf territory. Whole movie ends up, like, all you did was, <laughs> like, lead us directly into the den of the wolves. Oops. <laughs> They thought they were leaving wolf territory the whole time they were journeying for days and days just to, oh, here's the actual, all we did was like literally walk into their den. Fuck. Right. And it's like doing the thing to try to escape the bad thing makes the bad thing happen. (laughs) Right. Right. And this happened with, um, two of 12, I'll say. Yes. Kind of like, you know, and then at the end, oh, all these things we did just conspired to do the one thing that we were right. trying to avoid happening. A, pr- a predestination paradox. Thank you. A predestination paradox. That's much better. And uh, I, I want to say Take Shelter is engaging in a little predestination paradoxy. It's like, okay, I got to get these storms off my mind and we're going to do better. Right. You know, I'm going to be better. I'm going to forget all this nonsense and doing the things to try to prevent (laughs) the bad thing takes them right to the the heart of it, right to the heart of it and to their demise. Maybe unless there's not a tsunami there. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think there's a. Well, I don't know. I guess I just don't know at this point. Maybe I just wanted there to be a tsunami there. Right, because the whole time you're like, I want, like you said, you want this character to be vindicated. Yeah. You want it to be, he's not just um, a, a, a guy with some, you know, mental health issues. He's actually going to be vindicated at the end. Yes. You know, and that's something in our makeup. We want to root for the underdog or the guy who's yep. saying this stuff. You want him to somehow be right. Yep. The lone voice in the crowd, the lone voice of reason, it's like... Yeah, right. you want people to come around and listen. Listen to the goddamn reason. Yeah. It would be refreshing. No one is. But I don't know. Maybe it's not a predestination paradox. Well, I think the ending is one of these endings where it is ambiguous as to what that all. So I guess in the end, you know, the now, that you I've, take- now that I've inserted this scene back into the fabric. Wait, which scene back into the fabric? The very end scene. I just okay. kind of discarded it. <laughs> I the don't beach know. scene? Because I made up my mind that this was a normal universe and he's just a guy with, uh, you know, some mental health issues. And it's, that's what the movie is about. An unraveling <laughs> of a man who starts living in reality and slowly gets more and more, you know, delusional. It's like reading Kind of from book. his perspective. It's like you're, you're reading a book, like some thriller or something, and you get to the last chapter, and then you just rip all those pages out and throw them away. It's like, yeah, yeah like, I got it. I got it all figured out. Yeah, I don't want that. Right. That's don't pretty want, much where that. I was. I was like, I don't know what that ending really was about. It doesn't fit into the rest. Right? It's Disregard. Like well, it's like if you're watching Star Wars, the first Star Wars, and it's an awesome movie, and then after they hand out the medals, like the... 
you know, um, a bunch of guys in like business suits come out and are like, "Cut! That was a great film. None of it was real, or something." You know what I mean? Not You're just really, like, well, "That's bro. a great movie," but I'm just gonna ignore that last like ten seconds. Like, why was that in there? You know? See, to like, me, Star Wars is already like that because why do we need the metal scene if they're not gonna fucking give a medal to Chewbacca well, anyway? That's a whole other issue, right? Like, <laughs> well. The, Frickin' racism. I know. The, the go is, it's just, you know, forget about the fact, yeah, yeah. Yep. The, uh, yeah, anthrocentric. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We talked about, we you sent that to me recently, right? Carl Sagan talking about that? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, well, yeah. it was on, it went viral again on Twitter recently. Yeah. Oh, good. Like, first, yeah. the idea that, yes, where there's like, how come everyone in space is white? Right. In this galaxy far away. <laughs> and then also, like, despite the fact that some vast multicultural society with all these aliens, it's still like, yeah, we don't give medals to their kind. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, they polished up 3PO, but good. Yeah. So it's like he's his own medal. Um, they even let R2 be up there. And, uh,. Chewbacca was even like lower down on the stairs than the others, wasn't yeah. he? <laughs> I mean, no that's, I get metal. that that's like a bit. I mean, I, I understand maybe the motivation there was like, you know, cinemagraphic. They were trying to make a great hero shot with everyone. You can't have one guy like standing up there. <laughs> Still, maybe kind of sloppy. You could have did something better. But yeah, yeah, give the guy a medal. It's give really him a fucking medal. And then we found out he fought in the Clone Wars with Yoda. Jesus. Still no metal. Still no metal. The least you could do, you know, instead of like me having to see once or nuts his lips come right up to the camera in Return of the Jedi, you know, or fucking Greedo shooting first or whatever, six different ways. If you're going to go back and change something, at least like yeah. Photoshop a goddamn metal around Chewbacca's neck. It. They fixed so much shit. They so much just added shit. a metal. It's well, you don't you don't have to sh- reshoot a scene and show her putting it on him if you don't find, but just fucking CGI a metal on him for that last shot. Yeah, what the fuck? So you, easy to fix. Easy. Well, there Easier you than go. Any of the other shit they did. Disney when Talk they about released intentionality. The new, the new version. If you're listening. Yeah, add a metal. Bob Iger, add a fucking metal. I can I can whip one up right now. I'll send a PNG. Unless it, maybe he wants the original AI file. I don't know. I'll look into it. You can Just, at least do a proof of concept. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here it is. How many shots could it be? Two? I mean, they can add in, like, fucking little shit scurrying around in the background in every fucking scene CGI. You can add a metal. They fucking put... Job of the Hut in there and had Han stomp on his tail. Yeah. yeah. Stupid, stupidly. This would look better than that. Right. Exactly. Well, even like in these Marvel movies now, none of those people are wearing those fucking superhero costumes. Right. They're just wearing like a weird mocap suit kind of thing and it gets added in. Like right. Robert Downey Jr. is not in that goddamn Iron Man costume. <laughs> He's just right. running around in like a red like leotard and they add that thing onto him look at how much metal they put on him and like we're not asking for that much metal we're We're asking asking for for like a coin sized piece of metal right not an entire 
man-sized piece of metal with, you know, probably literally tens of thousands of moving parts. Man-sized? Wookie-sized? Right. We're not asking for that. No. Fucking coin-sized. Like, granted, silver dollar. Yeah. But still, coin-sized. Even if it's bigger. Like, like fine, Olympic medal-sized. Fine. Like, novelty-oversized coin. Fine. Still, yes, fine. Not that much metal. Not a lot of metal. Almost none. In the grand scheme of a movie makeover that they probably spent $10 million on or $20 million, who, who the fuck knows? I mean, how million? many pixels are we talking about if it's like in 4K? It's so in 4K, just the wide shot now, the hero shot? Let's say the wide shot. Part of me feels that's the only shot you really have to do it for. Maybe. I feel like there's a close-up on Chewie, but maybe there's not. There's a close-up, but you're not going to see where the metal is. Right, because even the strap you're gonna would probably have be to under add, his fur. Yeah, the strap would be under the fur. Maybe you add a little strap. So one shot with a bit of a strap and bit one of a shot strap. with the metal. Most of it's obscured by his fur. You just see a little bit between the fur. Yeah, and the, okay, just the hero shot. So I'd say it's... Uh, Boy, it's, I'm trying to. That's not many pixels across. Yeah, um, hundred. Uh, no, I wouldn't even say a hundred. I was going to say, yeah. I was going to say twenty. Right, less than a hundred. Let's just say that. Leave it there. Well, well, that's twenty across. So twenty by right. twenty, four hundred total pixels. If it was square. Yeah. I don't know how to do the math to get what that circle would be. I don't care. So, but we'll say. 300 total pixels worth of on-screen metal. Not like, you know, half the screen, or almost the entire screen's worth of metal. Like 300 pixels. It's a little, it's it's, it's a fleck of metal at a this fleck. point. Oh, you could just have a gleam. You could just put a tiny lens flare there. <laughs> right. I could do it. You don't even need to see the metal. I could just see a, a shine, because it's glinting. You know how easy it is to put a glint? That's what they call the Wookiee glint. That's what they call it.